This is Jordan Delvin, the import killer, the OGT world champion, and you're listening to City Wrestling Radio. What's going on, everyone? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this is Racket, our week down, our week down, smack it, blah, 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 our weekly Smackdown Live recap and review show. I messed up on that, didn't I? I didn't even, I didn't even notice. You just don't listen to me anymore. I'm your host, Corey Smith, in the Diamond Studio with my co-host today. Michael Vergara. How are you today, sir? Eh, you know. You know, it's 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 Wednesday. It's a little gloomy outside. We are, what, six days away from Christmas? Ooh. So did you, have you gotten any Christmas presents for anyone yet? Yeah, just the one. Okay, no, well, don't, you don't tell me what you got me. It's fine. Uh, um, uh, but I got whatever. some Christmas shopping done, too. Um, you know, so it, it is what it is. I still have some more to do. I'm like a last-minute person, so. Me too, and I have a feeling since the fact that Christmas is on a Tuesday, there's going to be a lot of last-minute shopping within the Christmas weekend. Christmas on a Tuesday. Like, I'm willing to bet, like, this the we- this weekend is probably going to be, like, you thought Black Friday was crazy. Oh, they're going to do the, probably do that thing where it's, like, the stores are going to be open all weekend. You know, like, more- Forever 21, Target, all the, a lot of them will do those last-minute, like, the um, last minute shopping sale, fifty percent off these certain yeah, items. Yeah, and, you know they're going to make a killing. I need to buy some. Can- I just know a lot of women. I need to get gifts for, so I just got to get a lot of candles. And yeah, I think I'm good there. Just candles. Just candles. I think I'm good with candles. It's like my mom, it's my like friends. Go to to get. I remember this one year. All I did was just like buy a bunch of lamps for my my sister and my uh, mom. Mm-hmm. I mean, because a I I live like three blocks away from a lamp store, and I need like oh my god, what's gonna what's what appears to be huge and is in somewhat less than forty dollars. Uh, the San Francisco Lampitarium. Uh, yeah, yeah, good yeah. store. Um, you just you know gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. There's a Pier One. Oh, Pier One Imports. Mm-hmm. Nice, I like it. They they're very uh, have exotic gifts from around the world. Yeah. But anyways, guys, we're not here to talk. It's not about as good as that Pier. It's not as good as that Pier One by Pier Thirty Nine. I, you know what? It's very different. Those two locations, I, they got to get their stuff together because for some reason, it's like when I go to Pier One by Pier Thirty Nine, it's like it's like a fucking pier where boats used to pull up and like unload cargo. Yeah, I very much appreciate you going along with this bit. You know, it is what it is. But like I said, this is smack it. We're not here to talk about boats or lamps or scooters for Christmas. Or Christmas, we're here to talk about SmackDown Live and give you some wrestling news going on this week. Um, all the happenings in the world of wrestling for today, Tuesday, Wednesday, the nineteenth, right? Yeah, there we go. We should put these on a Tuesday. It'd be a lot more whatever. Well, it'd be hard to do a SmackDown review show on a Tuesday. Yeah, I've seen it unless then. you want to come here at night. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's up to you. Uh, we're here to. If you want to catch this show or any of our other shows that we record on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, or heck, even Fridays, check us out on SoundCloud.com slash City Wrestling Radio. Also, across a plethora of other fine podcast applications, um, including iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Castbox, and many, many more. If you want to stay um, notified, if you want the first to be notified when a new episode of City Wrestling Radio um, is uploaded to SoundCloud.com. You gotta follow us. You gotta you gotta hit that subscribe button on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at CWR four one five, and also our new YouTube uh, our YouTube page. That, you know, you know we're we're it's in the process of getting up and running. You know, we're getting more and more videos up there as we go. And uh, I think as the new year comes, oh, there's gonna be some big things happening over there. 
you know where in YouTube youtube.com slash four six eight five four sure nine soon to be uh, youtube.com slash city wrestling radio but yeah we just As need person who overlooks that uh who 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 supervises that channel there there will be stuff in stuff that happening channels yes videos um, that's what they do on YouTube those dang videos synchronization yeah uh, integration up uploading them like just you know what do compression you call it? decompression yes kodak right yes that has something to do with video i think so i think so i, I think i just took a final for that mm. but hell everyone's like clicking tune us out right now but let's get into it let's get into some wrestling news michael uh yeah uh I'm just looking over at Twitter. Game Changer Wrestling just tweeted out, just added, Jungle Boy is coming to Chicago with GCW on January 12th for 400 degrees. Oh, Jungle Boy. APW's own Jungle Boy. I think Jungle Boy might be, this might be one of his first uh, tours into the East Coast. He's getting up there. He really is. Not in age, because he's a very young boy. No, he's just a boy. That's why they call him Jungle Boy. He's just a boy. Um, Yeah, no. He's getting up the vine, you know, like. Like like Tarzan would. He'll be Jungle Man one day. Ooh, jungle Man. Okay, I can't go. I can't go above one, beyond one note of that, or else they'll uh, they'll see. Peak the mic. Yeah. Oh. No, not peak the mic. They'll just oh, we'll get a cease and desist letter from uh, that band. Forget yeah, what they're called. Yeah, that that band. It's, they're probably called that band. But no. Jungle Boy, he was just uh, he was also added to um, what was it? Uh, PWG show coming up. In January, yeah, Luke Perry's Luke Perry's son, Luke Perry's son. But you know what? Of Riverdale, it doesn't. It, it okay. Well, you know what? It's from a, a more. He is his own that. person. He is his own boy. Jungle Boy, yeah. That Jungle, Jungle Boy is not related to Luke Perry. No, he's his son. No. Okay, no Jungle Boy. The character there you is go. not related to Luke Perry. There you go. Thank you. Uh, Mike Perry. I don't is know it Mike? I, I don't fucking know his name. Jake Perry. It's Jake Perry. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, no, I remember Jungle Boy um, in that uh, Clash at the Cow Palace uh, Royale. Yeah. Uh, November of last year. Yeah. Uh, he, when they did that Battle Royale, and I think that Firefighter won for that. Oh, Chicano Flame. Chicano Flame because of which that other fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, uh, you know, the fact that there was one fire so last year and then this fire this year, which, you know, show, really demonstrates the state of California. But, um, and he's a NorCal legend, too, wrestling yeah. legend. But then Jungle Boy, he was very much over like you i heard his name chant like all over that place wasn't he like the second to the last or third he got thrown out pretty fast though, didn't he didn't he i, I don't think, remember i think but he he does have a big following he's now the apw light heavyweight champion or junior heavyweight champion i can't remember what they call it i would have loved to see him win that he's the skinny champion at uh apw is it really called the skinny champion? no that's what i'm gonna call it from now on ah uh, he's marcus make it so let's do it the skinny champion he's fit enough i mean just this picture that GCW just tweeted out. He seems kind of not swole, but you know, uh, what do you call it? Cut. GCW actually also announced too that they're returning to Los Angeles in uh, in March. Doing what? Uh, it's another well uh, wrestling show. That's it. That's all you got. That's all. Well, they just announced it okay. literally uh, the other day. Uh, all I know is that Nick Gage says, "Hey, where's my boy David at at the show?" Yeah, because that's what the people want—a rematch between those two. <laughs> It's one of the most memorable things I've ever been to. I mean, I, I think like David Arquette explicitly tweeted out that death matches aren't his thing. He's, yeah, he, but he's gonna. Yeah, but he's still gonna be wrestling. Ugh, he's God. he's gonna show up at an NWA show coming up in like that's true Idaho or Mississippi, yeah. somewhere in America that's not New York or California. Yeah. Another uh, announcement. Do you want to take this one? 
Is it a certain wrestling match happening? Uh, over at OTT Wrestling, coming up in February, uh, we have a match set for the OTT Heavyweight Championship, right? Pac versus Walter. Yeah. Walter's probably dropping that title. You think so? Well. And, you, and Pac is going to be the OTT signed, champion? He just signed for... Uh, oh, wait. They can wrestle at OTT, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. There's a working mind. relationship with them. Wow. That's weird. It just It weird. is very weird. Um, well, then Walter just might go over. I don't know. It's so confusing. Uh, but over the top wrestling, I'll, I'll watch it. That that seems to be something real special. They announced that they're um, today that they too will square off at their homecoming number two event, which will take place February seventeenth at the National Basketball Arena in Dublin. Because when you think National Basketball Arenas, you think Dublin, Ireland. Floor seats have already been sold out. Um, it's interesting match because the two are heading in completely different directions. Walter has already signed a deal with WWE, and you know as we all know, Pac. Has just walked out. He's been in the the outs. Yeah, he uh, he flipped his way out of there. Uh, another um, another high profile match featuring Pac. We'll see him square off against Will Osprey. Uh, two are scheduled to meet Fe- February fifteenth at Rev Pro High Stakes. So it's, two days before. And Pac is just he's uh he's he's channeling his inner Cody Rose and just like filling out that list. You know. Um, and also Will Osprey versus. Kota Ibushi at Wrestle Kingdom is going to be fucking crazy. I just wanted to put that out there. I'm sorry. It's a very hot take, Corey. Oh, my God. They're opening that, too. Which no, is, no, they're not. I thought yeah, they, they are. I thought the tag team that thing. Order, that order that you see in the wrestling match card, that is the order of what it's presented to. Wow. Wow, that's So crazy. the first thing you see is Will Ospreay versus Kota Ibushi, which I think it's a very curious spot to put a, a match like that a match of that magnitude in so early on the card because I think they're trying to appease overseas viewers. Oh, wait, think about it with Coda. Well, that's all they've been doing with new Japan lately. Yeah. But then putting that show on first so that Harold mage may. Oh, well, see, I, I I went from midge to mage. Okay. It's may it's may stop thinking about the minge. That's why. So they're trying to appease. They're trying to appease foreign, like just foreign overseas people like you and me. Like oh, put, and putting it like just putting it on that certain type of card just so you won't you'll, you'll be able to watch that live and then just pass out as soon as, you know, three matches into the freaking New Japan card. And they're like, oh, I missed it. But at least I got to see Kotobushi versus Will Ospreay. All right. Tanahashi versus Omega. Are they going to start earlier? Oh what? Are they going to start earlier like the last show? I don't I think did? so. It's probably going to be the same time as uh, it always is. Because I was I didn't get to do it. But I think a lot of people really like the 10 p.m. start time. I passed out during Omega versus Okada one. Oh, and then I woke up, and then like I just opened up Twitter and I opened up Reddit, and I'm like, six star match. Like this is the greatest. Like what the hell? And no, I passed Dave out. Dave Meltzer's I, underwear needs to be changed. I just went in and out during that Omega Okada one match, and like I heard like the crowd being really hot. Like what? Oh shit, it's going on. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh okay. Right, wrestling, cool. And then you, and then I closed my eyes again. And then I open it. It's just like my computer's black because, you know, it went on sleep mode. It was just so hot from all, like, the great oh. moves being done. Oh. It was overheating. Yeah. It was like 6 a.m. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh. Uh, oh. What? And I watched oh it. The mo- and I watched in the morning. And, yeah, lo and behold, it was one of the greatest matches I've ever seen. Your parents come, or, like, your parents, everyone come over to your house. And they're just like, you're sitting there like, <gasps> in front of your TV. Like, your hands are, like, pulling your hair out. They're I like, think. Michael, are you all right? Well, the thing is about January 4th, that's when, like, you know, school's out, and then the I'm usually on work vacation as well, yeah. so Janu- it's a little less pressure oh. to, like, 
I might try to go in ahead of time of fucking up my sleep schedule just for this event. Oh, I'll be up watching. And then just down and just sure. down a bunch of Nyquil when I need to. Yeah. And so, um, but you know, we'll have our our Wrestle Kingdom predictions out next week. So, we should uh, we should uh, you know what? If anything, we should just watch it live and just you know have our live reaction. I don't know. I don't want to put ideas out there mid show. Our predictions will at least be out. Something yeah, will be out there. Wrestle Kingdom. We'll get a prediction addiction of the Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, probably just you 14? and me. Hmm? 14 or 13? It's in the 4th. January 4th. It's always it, January 4th. Wrestle Kingdom 13 or Wrestle Kingdom Oh, 14? Wrestle Kingdom 13. It's Wrestle Kingdom 13. Okay. Uh, next up in the news, we have an announcement. Jericho, Christopher Jericho, has announced the Jericho Cruise Part 2 today. Great. So are you going to go? There's going to uh, be I already hot booked chicks my there. I already booked my cabin. Apparently a lot of people had a lot of fun. <coughs> yeah, apparently it was actually like a, not a disaster. A hoot and a holler, as the kids say. Because um, he said, he went on Twitter, he said, I want to thank you to all to, that were a part of the first Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestle Rager at Sea. He then went on to say, we made history, we sold it out in the inaugural voyage for the first time ever, wrestling in the middle of the ocean. Uh, we had live comedy, rock and roll podcasts, so on and so forth. Uh, but we're back. We're going to do it again. I can't believe it. It's happening. I'm so excited. It's so easy to dunk on something like as absurd as this. Like, oh, a bunch of men and a cruise, a bunch of wrestling fans. But hey, like as if people had a good time and like people and pe- lives were, you know, maintained. Because yeah. whenever I think about like a cruise, I just think of like the Titanic. But uh, I just so. think of like. Like I, it's just that s- very idea of just gathering a bunch of people to stay on this one boat, and that's my thing. It's like I think about like people like <clears throat> in a closed like in confinement, living in there, living there together. Yeah, and then you add in like, the middle of the ocean, and then you add big sweaty men, like like who are doing athletic things. So it's like there's more sweat involved. Okay, probably. granted, the percentage of those big sweaty men doing athletic things is probably like ten percent to ten ninety percent. The rest are just wrestling fans, which you know you've been around wrestling fans, Corey. Big sweaty man, yeah. You know, you know what you're dealing with. Yeah, I, and then one Noel Foley, and then Noel Foley. You know what's the funny? I did. I, I'm sure there's plenty of. I'm sure there's plenty of other women in that cruise. I, I met more women that went to that cruise than men that have went to the cruise. And what they think? They mean they had a lot of fun. That's good. Yeah. So it's just weird. I haven't met a whole lot of guys that said, "Oh yeah, I went on the Jericho." But I've met like two or three females. It was it was still just completely fucking hilarious to me when Jericho just had to tweet out, "Hot like, chicks, baby." No, that just are like he he basically just tried to say like, "Rest assured, there are chicks on this cruise. Don't worry." That's a lot of bikinis. A lot of bikinis. Yeah. So that's the fun. Chris Jericho, man. I you know as we get to that year end award thing that we got going on I've I wouldn't necessarily say Chris Jericho would be wrestler of the year I'll just get that out of the way but he needs to be put in something Wow you're just you're just uh-huh. giving hot takes I'm just saying like you today as, uh, Jose yesterday you guys are just like spit, you guys can't wait to give these awards out I mean I wouldn't say Chris Jericho is like the best wrestler of the year but he has had quite a year an it's interesting year It's been a very interesting year along with uh, completely interesting you know the young bucks yeah. uh Rick O'Shea I mean sorry But I mean, then no but Chris Jericho in particular like he no, I know. him headlining Jan- the January 4th Wrestle Kingdom show and then like 3 weeks later he's in an episode of Raw for like 30 seconds for that anniversary show Oh yeah and then he That showed, was a complete waste of time And then he Jericho. showed up on uh he also showed up in Saudi Arabia, remember? Oh, that's true. It, what he did. That's <laughs> when Kevin Owens screamed at him, go back to Japan. Yeah. We don't want you here. That was pretty Funny. good. That's probably my favorite moment. Kevin uh, Owens was in that Royal Rumble. 
Yeah, the greatest. The 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 greatest. Yes, royal the greatest Royal Rumble. Next up in the news, um, you know how apparently we've been put in charge of Monday Night Raw. Michael, did you hear about this? Yeah. Okay. So Vince McMahon gave I us. Get, I didn't get the memo, but I heard. Yeah. Heard it well, we Twitter. found out like everyone else. Yeah. You know, I've made. I've, did I've, you fill out your paperwork? Yeah, I actually sent Vince a couple uh, emails. He hasn't gotten back to me. I'm a little. Like if we're gonna have he, a working relationship, yeah, with Vince, he got back to me. Look, apparently, but then I consulted with Jose. We just got the same template memo. Said thanks for your feedback. It, it was very weird. It was like a signed picture of him of the Kiss My Ass Club. No, it was just it was the picture of his mugshot. Uh, so earlier this week, Vince McMahon said or the McMahon's came out said the power is now in our hands. Uh, we're gonna have a new roster members, new matches, yada yada yada. Same shit, different day, but. One superstar who took this as a chance to maybe shine, maybe to call up to the main roster, who wasn't announced, was one Velveteen Dream. Uh, he went on Twitter earlier this week and said... Um, this was during Raw, this, by the way. Yes, exactly. Let's see. He says, and I quote, it's not his, quote unquote, Vince's call uh, to make. It's yours. So let our voices be heard. Hashtag call Dream up. Um, another tweet he put out says, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, Sesame Street, it doesn't matter. If you're entertaining, you're entertaining. I don't need writers, and I don't need a whole lot of time. A superstar should bleed through the TV, and that's when someone's, and that's not when someone's producing it. Give me the red light. It's hashtag dream on, and any night. And then he starts going on to say, um, what do you say, bombard the WWE Twitter account to call up, hashtag call up dream. Things of that nature. As much as I don't want him to get called up, there's watching NXT and watching NXT, particularly last week, mm-hmm. there's there's really not much Dream can do over there. What, in the main roster? No, in on NXT. Oh, yeah, no, I agree. And, and the but whole... Then, but, but you would all... But he is also very privy to the like most people's concerns about when a, when a hot NXT talent goes over to the main roster. I can definitely see him floundering. Um... I can see him floundering less than fucking Lars Sullivan. I can see him floundering less than EC3. No, I think EC3 is tailor made. How great for was the main how roster. great was that video prom- that video yet he did? Oh, the <laughs> part where it's like, you know, like where he just he just freaking disrobes and then there's that part where it just shows his ass. His butt. His butt. Yeah. It's um, him taking off. It's him like taking off his clothes. It's, you know, and he has his wrestling gear. You know, underneath. you have montages of people like putting on clothes. Yeah. This was a montage of him taking off he's like coming home from work i really like that um he also it's just this whole everyone being called up fresh new faces first off these are all people that i heard were being called up after the royal rumble anyways all of these people and they're heavy machinery they're just being called up like earlier than usual quote unquote they're being well we're being told that where are they i can't think of a i can't think of a worse time to be called up on the main roster than after the royal rumble i don't see because that's in the smack dab straight in the middle of storylines heading into wrestlemania yeah and you can definitely tell like those people would get like super lost in the shuffle like i wouldn't be surprised if heavy machinery is in the andre the giant battle royal by the time wrestlemania comes and all these people that are being called up are all vince picks vince picks vince picks uh, um, look, look at Lacey Evans. Like, she's not that great of a wrestler. I'm sorry. She's blonde and she's built. There you go. She's so traditional. Lars Sullivan. I mean, he's a yeah, big. Well, he's a monster. He's a monster. Uh, heavy machinery. They're they're beefy men. They're beefy dudes who are entertaining. I would love. I you know what heavy machinery in the main roster? Yeah, go ahead. They're gonna go on Raw and they're gonna be wrestling the B team in a couple weeks on main event. Um, and then also EC3, I think. Would be okay. I think EC3, out of all six of them, I think EC3 seems to be the one with the most potential. 
And I think if anyone thinks Nikki Cross is going to get over as like a main staple in the women's division is crazy because like it, Nikki Cross, I like Nikki Cross, but um, I think she should go on SmackDown. I think well, all yeah, of yeah, these, she has to go on. SmackDown. I think she doesn't. I think weird. there's going to be a split between who like who goes where. Like I think Heavy Machinery would be a lot better on. I think all, but how I think these, all of them would be better on SmackDown because SmackDown's the better show. But how are these but, guys going to inject freshness into the show? No, EC3 is going to Raw because he he posted something today and it, it he hashtag Raw on it. Mm-hmm. He didn't hashtag SmackDown Live, so mm-hmm. uh, that's just my inclination. How are they going to inject freshness into the show? How are these? People? Why not? If you really, I want- mean, I just I think just by being like just just being a new face. I'm saying if just you want- like a new like a new chant like a just be just their very presence. You, I guess if you want greatness on Raw, call up Ricochet, call up Matt Riddle. Undisputed Era. I think they just have... I think they're part of the Lorcan bigger picture. Lorcan and Birch. I honestly feel like they are part of the bigger picture of what NXT is. They don't want to call up the best of the best. They're just going to be called... They're just calling up the people who would who would elevate the product as it stands right now. And I feel like the Matt Riddles, the Ricochets, the Adam Coles, like all of Undisputed Era, they're there to make NXT... They're there to make what you like about NXT. Do you really want them to go to the main roster and just let whatever's left of the NXT just? But, to... who, but who are you really looking forward to? Like in this, these are you really looking forward to EC3 on the main roster? A little bit, I think so. Like, as, but then like you gotta you, but you also have to consider who they're coming with. Like, well, no, what EC3 has to offer in the roster that he's going into. Like, you know, like he's going to go, if you go into the Raw, Raw roster, he'll have to deal with people with Raw. Or if he goes to SmackDown, he'll have to deal with people with the SmackDown roster. It's not just them by themselves. Like, I just... I I think they're all right picks because it's not necessarily... Like, I think what I think you overestimate what a call-up actually... What they actually want out of those particular call-ups. I just think it's I think it's a lot of nothing. I think it's Vince just giving saying he's giving us what we want, but in reality he's just giving us what he wants. And that's what we're gonna get in the long run. I just don't think it's I I, I don't think Personally. I just think those call ups are just fine. Let's move on. Let's move on to I mean would you rather okay, look what? would you what? rather would you rather have Ricochet debut Make a main roster debut, have him be the only one made made a big deal, or have him just be part of this group. You know what? You know what though? You know what would inject freshness? You know what injected freshness in the show a long time ago? Finn Balor. Finn Balor when he did. Look where he is now. But he but the first episode because he was injured. And I that sucks. I really it sucks. But when he came on Raw, he was put in the number one contendership match for the Universal title and he won. Yeah. And he went on to win the Universal he got, title. And then he got injured and then the, he he wasn't seen as dependable anymore. And that that that's the part that sucks. Yeah. But I'm saying if you want to inject freshness, you have to do something like that and make just hopefully he doesn't get hurt. Let's talk about SmackDown though. Um SmackDown Live last night kicked off uh Fresno, Fresno, California. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because apparently it's super polluted and Daniel it's Bryan. It's the number been... one polluted. I... It's the number one uh, most polluted part in all of California, to I... which Fresno freaking cheered for. <laughs> like, they were so proud for Like, yeah. yeah. Dude, I wrote that in my notes. I'm it's... like, you're, this is something to be proud of, Fresno? First off, what did you think of SmackDown as a whole? You know, uh, yeah, it was it moved well. I thought it was okay. Um, I'll say this. It was a lot more honest with its word of being fresh more than raw. Oh, absolutely. Did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Mustafa um, Ali. I thought Raw was the bark and SmackDown was more of the bite. You see, that's like, like that's like that's that, freshness right there. Mustafa Ali being added to the main roster. 
Yeah. That's that's fucking that's, great. If anything, that that's incredible. I just yeah, that's incredible. But it also makes me curious of what the state of two hundred five live is going to become for the foreseeable future. They're cutting it, dude. It's it's it's. Gonna or be they awesome. might be just closing. They're just be opening up the borders. You know, they're they're letting people know of Wakanda's existence. Exactly. They, they may them. say because we who because because we know two hundred five live is such a flourishing place. Of Drake Maverick's going to be removed. In technology. He must be removed as a two hundred five live GM, right? Yeah, because you know, since I, we have his job now, yeah, we're not going to pee our pants. Paige was uh, like, well, she wasn't let go, but she was. Her yeah, it was weird how they addressed that. Like, you want to just go, you want to just go straight to the beginning where they just aired this video. Uh, yes, much in the so back? it started off with uh, Shane McMahon backstage addressing the troops. Um, first off, I <laughs> no, love- that's the, that's that's t- uh, that's tomorrow. That's a tribute to the troops. Oh yeah, yeah. sorry. Well, addressing the the SmackDown Live roster, my yes. bad. Um, telling them exactly, you know, what's going on with the change happening here at WWE, like explaining, but without explaining. And let me interject for a second. So as Shane McMahon is doing this fucking big E, he is eating what I think is a steak that has been cooked for at least 20 seconds. And he's just chewing it. Oh, I thought it was like a like a bear claw or something. No, it looked like a piece of meat. Okay. And so as he's eating it, he's giving the most shadiest side eye to Daniel Bryan as he's like as he's holding his title, as like and as he's chewing, he's giving the side eye to Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan stares at Big E for about three seconds until he forcefully turns himself away from it because ha- had he looked at him, at Big E for another second. He would have just died laughing. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. and you could tell by his mouth movement, like you know, when you're trying not to laugh and you have no choice but to like move your mouth around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Move your mouth around just to make sure you won't like expose. You won't break. Yeah, you won't break. And it helps that he has a beard, so it kind of hides it. But you could tell Daniel Bryan was just like d- almost dying. Well, it was great it. too. And then it just it, gr- yeah, it really made made me like want Biggie in a main title. Uh, that would be great. You know, honestly. Like, you know, instead of pancakes, it would be like, I don't know, beef jerky or like just meat, just slabs of meat and just like just to fuck with Daniel Bryan. And it would be an entertaining television match. I would love a Big E New Day feud. That's the main thing I got out of that segment. Yeah. yeah or at no, least definitely. from that gif yeah. that I saw r- circulating around that I sent you guys. Um, yeah, no, it's great. Um, also, the Shane McMahon goes on to say, Paige is no longer the SmackDown Live general manager. Well, really, what they did was just, like, he he told everybody that she's not going anywhere. She's going to have a role. And then she was just, she, they gave her the stage, and then everybody just clapped, and she was just smiling. And I'm like, I never really got a clear sense of what she's going to do. Like, I guess this is just a pre- the way. Wave- pre-show uh, analyst for all the... Um- for all the shows going forward. I think that's super... Uh, that's think, at least... I think PW Insider reported that this morning. So she's just going to be like Jerry the King Lawler? Yeah. Or David she, Otunga kind of role? She's still getting paid. That doesn't seem very... I, I feel like for what they think of Paige, that doesn't seem enough for her. I, but honestly, I mean, what, what else is there? Like She can turn she, heel she, and manage absolute... Not absolute. Yeah, absolution. I don't know, but apparently that's kind of kaput. I don't know what to, they have to offer Paige at this point. If ever since they got rid of the whole general manager role, you know, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Like apparently they uh, they obviously want to keep her around. I mean, fighting with my family is out. Like when, uh, February. Yeah, so a little while. Yeah. They'll they'll have her out a little bit more after that. Yeah, so he addressed the troops. You know, basically saying what was going on. Um, Again, Thursday, Corey. I'm sorry. 
Uh, next up, we have Becky Lynch. She comes out to the ring. <clears throat> she doesn't care who's in charge. She just wants the McMahons to deliver her Ronda Rousey. Said at TLC, Ronda didn't even have the decency to fight for her, uh, fight her, and calls Ronda Rousey a uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper cosplayer, dun, which I kind of liked. Dun, 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 uh, out comes Charlotte. Speaking of cosplayers, uh, Charlotte. Co- I love that line too. Uh, Charlotte comes out and tells Becky to take a number, but take a number behind the queen. Becky says, my days of standing behind you are long gone. But Charlotte goes on to say, your days standing behind me are done, but your days of looking up to me are, what was it, uh, then, now, forever. They're really trying to get that into our heads. Speaking of then, now, forever. (laughs) I got really scared when I saw this, I'll be honest. My immediate reaction was just like, oh, fuck, Oh, God, Vince is walking towards the women. No, no. No, just like, I don't, like, whatever, whatever you feel. I just didn't know what he was going to, how he was going to interject in this, you know. It was just because I'm not used to Vince I was fearing the worst, honestly. I love how everybody stumbles on his, like, Nick's, everyone, like, Todd Phillips last night. The the chairman, you know. Like, yeah, and then you can clearly hear, like, Corey Graves giving him shit about it, but then I'm starting to believe that actually isn't Corey Graves. That's Vince McMahon. Yeah, funneling Corey Graves and for him to say that. Uh, well, just like the other night, um, on when McMahon was on Raw, he uh, told Baron Corbin, "You know, you have microphone, they don't. Yeah, let's hear." And me and Jose think that was an actual. That was actually yeah, Vince talking to Baron. Vince McMahon like, can shooting do that. On him. Vince McMahon exactly. can do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, like just like how Stephanie McMahon can do that. He comes out to the Vince McMahon comes out to the ring and says, uh, "He first off, he congratulates Oscar." Uh, but then asks. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot. Oscar went. Did you? Did oh you yeah, yeah. Oscar, Oscar comes in. Yeah, I forgot. Too. Oscar came down. She says. And she says, "You are not ready." She says, "I'm the champion, motherfuckers." Uh, uh I'm the champ. Suck we'll it. Up in the West Side in what? Fresno. How y'all doing? Yeah, hey. that's exactly. That's exactly how. Os- it was weird how y- Oscar. Yada yada. We like the party. Like uh, it was weird how Oscar just turns out like she can do a really perfect Enzo impersonation in California. It was weird. Um, it's like a Diaz brother. Yeah, no, that it, didn't really happen. Listeners. It. it uh, he congratulates Oscar, and then he asks, well, the con- he says, the conduct of Becky and Charlotte is very unbecoming of a champion. That's such an old person thing It, it very was. Yeah, it, it so was. Uh, then he says, um, nobody, he says, what happened at TLC was happened all within the rules, and it happened at a TLC match, so everything happened legally. And they shouldn't be, I mean, it's, he's, he's, he's right. He's technically right. Uh, but he says, you know, we're going to give a new competitor a new opportunity and you're going to face this woman. Out comes Naomi um, against Asuka. No, I thought Naomi just came out by herself, like, throughout, like, by no orders. And then she just went on the mic and says, I want the title. And then Vince McMahon's like, all right. All right, cool. Take it. She, as, uh, did you notice as she does her slide, like, like Vince McMahon just sort Ooh, of, yeah, yeah she kind of does, like, he points the direction that she's sliding towards. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. So we have Naomi versus Asuka. Uh, back and forth strikes between the two women. Uh, we have what I called a sit down drop to Oscar by Naomi. That's one where she, you know, kind of has her sit. Yeah, it's hard to explain. Her ass based offense. Yeah, exa- exactly. You call it a hip attack? Nope, that's just straight, straight into the. Into what does she call the booty? What, what does she call the booty bump? I don't know. Uh, she hits the booty bump on Oscar, but eventually Oscar. Uh, for the third time, locks the Oscar lock in and retains her title. I thought this was ma- this match was whatever. I, actually, it was personally I found it a little bit disappointing because it just kind of felt like these ladies were just eh, we're 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 working. It's just it was very by the numbers. Yeah, it was definitely. Um, it was good to see Naomi get a shot at the title. It was the last time she had a shot at the title. Fresh since, matches, Corey. Fresh faces, like, Corey. It? August 2017 was the last time she had a shot at the title. Fresh matches, Corey. Fresh. Eat fresh. 
P P H fresh with a P H. P uh, uh yeah uh fat hungry and no I don't know that's me I was trying to you're pretty, fat and hungry yeah well I'm P I always say I'm I'm P H fat was it pretty hot and tasty. That's a good. That's or good. Pretty hungry and tasty. There we go. That's great. There we go. Uh, let's move on. Backstage, the Miz. He's knocking on the McMahon's family door. Well, he 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 knocks like little knock and then big knock, and, and then, then Vince, Vince McMahon, McMahon comes. What do you want? Miz? No, is that a is that a little is that a baby knock or is that a man knock? Vince is so weird on the mic the past couple of days. Again, he just, he doesn't I th- honestly, know where I to believe it's. It. Honestly, I believe it's the fact that he has been on television for that long, and then there is a bit of rustiness towards him. Uh, so he tells him that Shane can't come out to play today. And like I thought, that I, I I like how this worked in two levels because it's kind of a spin on Miz's theme song, and it's also a spin on how Miz wants to see Vince's son. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, he came, he you know you and know you know how the theme song goes. Yeah, he came to play. He's yeah. there's a price to pay. Time to get down on your knees. All right, all right. Say goodbye to the good old days. Apparently, this show is is hosted by the lead singer of Downstate, everybody. Corey. Um, Well, they do do a very good theme song for uh, one, um, Kodeth Rhodes. Okay. Um, Yeah, so then Vince says, uh, he goes on because Miz asks for his, uh, what was it, his blessing to be a tag team with uh, Shane McMahon. He goes, you want my my blessing? I don't give blessings. Is this a gay thing? I mean, he doesn't say it. But no, that's but kinda they, what they, that, it's kind of what this segment was going. They're for. insinuating at it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was funny. It was, um, you know, he says, "I want to be a tag team. We could be in the be- the best in the world." Uh, Vince says, "What do you want me to do?" He goes, "But I don't usually give blessings. But if you want my blessing, uh, I'm going to put you in a tag team match. Go find a partner. Better yet, I'll f- I'll find you a partner. Go out there and win your match, and then uh, prove yourself to me." So, yeah. notice me, Senpai Shane. Senpai and and, and Kopai, right? That's from 30 Rock, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have uh, backstage Rusev and Lana with Kayla. Uh, Rusev, he's handsome. He's a hunk. He has biceps. Um, he has a beard that he can sell to make sweaters for babies. And these are reasons why he should be U.S. champion. Exactly. Well, I mean, if you have a beard that can w- warm babies, like keep babies warm, that he's probably deserving of some sort of title. It works for Daniel Bryan. Exactly. You know, uh, Rusev said he's going to win the U.S. title next week on SmackDown. So. Uh, just guys, just as a reminder, since you know there are no shows next week for City Wrestling Radio, and since WWE decided to pre-tape their shows, we're going to go through spoilers at the end of the show. So guys, if you want to know what happens next week on SmackDown, stay tuned. Not much happened. Really. Yeah, it really. Well, kind of, sort of. Not really. That's something. Okay. Okay, the well, one thing that happened you probably know, but let's move on. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like if you're like savvy enough to listen to a wrestling To go podcast, to WWE.com. What it's on WWE.com. Yes, it says why would they caution show that? spoiler tapings? Why would they next- show that? I don't know. What's their reasoning behind that? Don't they want people to watch? We'll get- like I know they don't really take ratings into account because those are always because like they, the record they, low. They knew they knew all of us are going to get on the fucking microphone. Like guys, spoilers for next week. So they might as well like eat in. They might as well undercut the dirt sheet websites that are. That's going what to I, show that's what that I'm thinking. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. Uh, so next up we have Jeff Hardy. He comes out to the ring. Hardy says. Uh, the things that Joe said about him in the past were true, um, but every day Jeff counts his blessings that he's still alive and, and here in Fresno, California. Yay. That's uh, where we live. Out comes Samoa Joe. Joe says, this is an apology. This is an intervention. He says, the more, the more and more this just reminds me of the Hardy of the past and reminded me that he'll never go. Or he's, Hardy said he'll never go back there because he says, the more and more you remind me of this. The more I I, I, I never want to go back. I thought this was a very that was a very Drugs. good line for uh, Jeff Hardy because 
I mean, as we go deeper into this segment, it's about time they give him something, right? Yeah. Uh, Hardy then says, Joe's just covering up for his own insecurities because he says, what, you have, you've been here two years and you haven't won a singles title? Or you haven't won a title yet? I mean, I guess NXT doesn't count. No, NXT never counts. What's that? Um, then he uh, Joe tries to attack Hardy. Hardy then beats down on Joe, hits Twist you, of Fate. It's really refreshing to see the babyface get at least, get, you know, uh, a, a moment of retaliation against the heel. Yeah. You know, had this not, had we not been the general managers, Corey, Samoa Joe could have easily just kicked Jeff Who Hardy in this? the balls. Did Noah book this? I think so. And maybe that's why he doesn't go to these Raw Review shows anymore. <laughs> He's just like, I'm booking Raw now. You know, Jimmy Jacobs is I gone. mean, he said he has works. That could be, uh-huh. you know, it all comes together. See? He's like, I wonder if he can get, yeah, travel dates come back. I don't know. We'll see. Up next, though, we have uh, Out Comes the Miz. And, in a match, you know, he really doesn't know, have any idea what's going on. It's first announced that it's a mixed tag team match. And then comes out his partner, Mandy. Mandy. That was good, by the way. It was so good, it kind of gave, gave me a little or a bit of an erection. It's like, you almost, it's like you almost pressed play during the segment of this match. First off, I know I know Corey Graves is funny when Mandy Rose comes out. But did you, like, when they actually showed him this time going, like, apeshit over did Mandy Rose? Did he stand Ra- up? I no. Didn't, he's just, did he like, take off he his gets, pants? He gets about an inch away from Todd Phillips' face, and he has this look like he's, like, a little boy. He's like, oh, my God. Do you, do you think she saw me? She's right there. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What is, I mean. And okay. Ot- Otunga. Since Otunga was filling in for Byron, which I don't know what happened to Byron. He got sick. Okay. Um, he's Otunga, yeah, well soon, Byron. Otunga is just cracking up, man. Yeah. He just can't. He's like, will you just calm down, man? Like, like it's great. You know, here, have a here, have a cup of water. No, exactly. For Christ's I mean, sakes, man. I mean, I don't blame I don't blame Corey. Well, not one bit. Cause, you know, Mandy Rose is a very attractive individual. Yeah, she's good looking. And uh, her dad owns you know. a deli. Really? Yeah. She worked at a deli for hell long. Like a New York deli type deli. Serving up cold cutsy. She's yeah, Italian. Yeah, yeah. She's Italian. Yeah. She serves up cold cutsy. What, what are you going with this, man? I just want I just want another Fabian Eichner uh, video. <laughs> uh, hey, oh, Vincenzo. Hey, is Mandy working tonight? Hey, Vincenzo. I want to see Mandy. Is hey. she wait? Is she over? She's over at the pastrami section. Hey, you boys, get back to work. Stop, stop drooling over my daughter. Maybe hey, stop Mandy. drooling all over the salami. Mandy, get out of here, These boys. Hey, uh, um, so then, out come their opponents. Out come their opponents. Uh, God damn, I was gonna say something. Uh, out come their opponents. Truth and Carmella. Um, but hold on, hold on. Before you go there, um, I. Like, the whole choice of Mandy Rose as being Miz's partner, I just cannot stop thinking, like, are they doing this because Mandy Rose looks like Maurice? Well. You think they're going to make this storyline? They're going to make this pseudo-love triangle storyline with Maurice, Mandy, and the Miz? Well, they were trying to do that with the Uso. Uso's and Mandy Rose, like, a week ago. What? Okay, so on Twitter, uh, you know, a couple, it was either last week or the week before, Naomi and Mandy Rose were getting into it, I think, in the ring. Ooh, oh. In the ring. Calm down. And then on Twitter, Mandy Rose went on and, like, commented, I think, on who's Naomi married to? Either Jimmy or Jay. <laughs> An Uso. She, she commented on the married Uso. As soon as they married, as soon as they got rid of the face paint, I lost track. Um, she she commented on one of the Usos like you know like they won a match and she's like oh congr-. the one named John she's like which uh, just makes it even more confusing she's like oh congratulations you look so good out there and Naomi commented like you better you're gonna have to get your wig snatched if you come near my husband again yeah, they're they're working no I know 
but that's what right. that's what leads con- me to believe kayfabe. which leads me to believe that they can do that with Maurice if Maurice wants to come back. Yeah, um, this might lead, eventually lead to like a Maurice and Mandy Rose program. WrestleMania. Yes, the the mat, the showcase of the immortals. Yeah, In this case the immortals are Maurice and Mandy Rose. Yeah. Um how come their partners Truth and Carmelo, the winners of the mix ma- mix match tag match? Uh, before the say match, that, try to say that. The times. mixed match tag match. Mixed match tag match. Uh, before the match, Truth said he's looking forward to his match with you, and he points at the Miz and Maurice. So, like you said, uh-huh. um, the match all the only one. A match altogether was pretty much nothing. There was, it was a, dance a minute break. and twelve. There's not much to say. There was about a dance it. break and a skull crushing finale. Um, Miz gets the pin on Truth. Yeah. So he's going to get. Thankfully, uh, it was short. You know. Like the the mere appearance. I like of the Mandy teaming Rose. of Mandy Rose and Miz. Yeah, it could work. I actually I think so too, and I do really think there might be some like, I mean, other than, oh, maybe maybe like there'll just be com- a completely forgettable moment, and like because Shane is going to be in Miz TV next week, and they yeah. just or Mandy Rose could be like a co-host. I think I think they should st- honestly I think they should stick Mandy Rose with the Miz. Because it's something for the both of them, they and need, I think I think they bring an interesting dynamic. I think and Miz I needs do a stable. Th- Miz needs a stable, and like a like an entourage. Yes, but like but like a, no, a TV production crew. Like it's just a crew of random people. An actual woman who says quiet on the set. Yeah, like, everybody quiet on the set. Uh, Truth and Carmela are like the hype people before the show. You know, they're like oh yeah, guys, get you think it. Truth- okay. Um, you have Mandy as the co-host. Yeah, I don't know. I just it's I'm really confused of what they what the Miz is right now. Like, is he a face or a heel? Because he's very much. I think he gives off of like a really big face vibes in regards to, you know, the whole Shane Mc, notice me Shane McMahon kind of. thing. I know at like, the house he, kind, show. he seems kind of he seems a little bit sympathetic. Like, and I know in dark matches he worked as a face against Daniel Bryan. He's been working as a heel as well, because I know at the house show in Oakland, he worked as a heel. I mean, he kind of worked as a heel in this match. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's just, it's, I feel... It was like pseudo-heel in this It's match. kind of, it, it just kind of casts a sympathetic light on the Miz of where this direction is going towards, because I think Shane's been being kind of a jerk about this whole entire thing, and I know Miz is kind of and a joke. he'll still be booked as the, as the face, though. Yeah. Uh, coming up next, uh, the Usos come down to the ring. They say, no matter how many times things change around here... Things still, things still stay the same. Um, they say they didn't lose at TLC because they were not pinned. They call out the bar, but out come the Good Brothers, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. Fresh faces, fresh freshness. Uh, good brother Anderson says each week it's the Usos, the New Day, the Bar, the Usos, the New Day, the, the bar. bar. Hell, even last week you guys had a rap battle, and they, um, the Good Brothers, haven't been on SmackDown Live since August. That's uh, crazy. They had to have been in SmackDown, like, and well, not not for a match, but then like oh, during the build yeah, up to like, Survivor they Series. Were. At yeah, least, yeah, they were. Remember in the winter, we handed T-shirts. Yeah, so your complaints are not valid, liar Good brothers. Yeah, you just count, more like the count your abs, lie brothers. Yeah, he says uh, that's from the Usos. That'll show him, Corey. The Usos uh, went on to say, around here, you got to step up or you get stepped on. You got to step up. And then that's when the announcer's name. Um, chainsaw. That's when the announcers uh, say um, that the McMahon's just named this uh, match right now. Okay. So sorry, I got a text like Ray as I was saying that. Uh, so then coming up, we have the Usos versus the Good Brother Jimmy Uso and Carl Anderson start the match. We have a big spine buster to Jimmy Uso. Uh, Jay eventually sets up for a super uh, suicide dive, but Carl Anderson catches him in like an insiguri stop stomp combo. It looked like he tried to hit insiguri, but he messed up and kind of stomped down on Jimmy's face. Um, Jay, 
uh, is clutching his knee on the outside because he got caught up in the row. So eventually we have a super kick to both um, to both the Good Brothers by Jimmy Uso. He gets on the turnbuckle. Out come the bar. Um, Jimmy Uso hits his uh, Uso splash. Out comes Sanity. And he, yeah. Fresh faces, Corey. Fresh faces. Fresh, fresh, fresh. Uh, eat fresh. They come out. They attack uh, both the Good Brothers and the Usos. Well, the thing is, like, one of the Usos, like, he either has a choice to splash on the bar Mm-hmm. Or attack sanity. And like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And uh, he does the thing that I forgot that he did. What did he do, Corey? What? Did did one of the Usos just turn out? Like, did they do the splash? Or did they attack sanity? No, I mean, well, one did the, the splash and then got attacked by sanity. Okay, so there was two of them. So yeah, one just... was on the outside. Okay. And then, because uh, he was outside hurt. Yeah, I'm sorry. I stepped out during this segment. No, and then he was, uh, and then he they were taken out by sanity. That's when the bar come down and... Pick up the pieces, or pick apart the pieces. I don't know, however you say it. They they beat up on the other people. Yeah. Um, I th- you were right by saying pick up the pieces. Pick up the pieces. Pick up your broom. So I was told as a kid by my stepfather. Pick up your broom, boy. By your boy. evil step- bro- stepfather? He, well, he was pretty evil. Okay, he, we don't he, have to go into this. He, he, uh, he, uh, yeah. Next up. Uh, <laughs> hey, he's kind of. Oh, let's not, yeah, let's he, move on, I guess. He's an asshole. It's fine. We we all have assholes in our life that we know that have. I mean, I have an asshole right here, right now. (laughs) You're sitting on it. (laughs) Next up, we have Shinsuke Nakamura backstage. And how much did this uh, segment make you want to watch Total Divas? Just for the like, no, it endeared Rusev. Just like it kind of just like I know, like he's like, ha ha, look at Rusev in the show. No, this makes. This makes Rusev the most lovable guy ever. Yeah. He was just like, I love being naked and showing off my legs. (laughs) He's a giant kid. Yeah. He's just like, dude, if you want to be like, you want to go to the arcade, uh, Rusev, he'd be like, let's go to the arcade. Let's shoot up some bad guys. That's a really great Rusev impersonation. Uh, You know what? It's only going to come out once. So let's savor it. Let's savor that moment. Um, But yeah, him and Lana, it was just clips of him and Lana throughout Total Divas, throughout their hair. It was old clips because Rusev had long hair. Yeah. So. So uh-huh. yeah, like whatever you were trying to accomplish in Skate, I think you failed because this endears Rusev even more, especially as a face. And now I, you know what? It well, he did his job yeah. as a heel. He got him over as a face. He said, "I should be afraid of this," and then it showed the clips. And he called them a total diva. Uh, he called no. He calls them total divas. The guy, like, the guy bro. who's like in a jumpsuit that swear to God can be on RuPaul's Drag Race is calling the other guy a total diva. Is that? A, I mean. That uh, didn't Rus- ju- no, that didn't blue- Rusev no, didn't Rusev call him kill Shinsuke Sonic the Hedgehog? Yeah, he did. Oh, that I movie looks horrible. That poster I saw. Yeah, I mean, it's you. We're not. You Sonic don't see the his Hedgehog face. You don't see his face. <laughs> Isn't it live action? It's live action, and it's set in San Francisco. Isn't Vin Diesel playing Sonic? No, it's um, it's John is John Cena. C- no, it's it's uh, John it's a, Cena. No, it's a CG. It's CG, but it's voiced by uh, John Ralphio from Parks and Recreation. <laughs> So that's why I think that's why I kind of think Sonic this movie, in the Heezels. I got off on a technicality. <laughs> oh, I got to love Parks and Rec. Yeah, uh, that's why I think I'm kind of optimistic about that movie because you know this could be Detective Pikachu all over again, where it just looks super goddamn insane. Does that movie come out yet? Super Detective Pikachu. Yeah. No, it's out in May. Okay. I still need, I need cool. I still need to see Spider Verse. That's probably the best movie I've seen all year. It's it's oh my bar none one of you, the well, you greatest know what? animated movies. I just seen. received in my pro wrestling crate um, that John Hennigan movie um, where he's like a secret agent or whatever. 
Okay. What's John Morrison? The John Morrison movie. I'm looking at it right Boondock now. Boondock or whatever. What's it called? Boone. Boone the Body Hound. I can't hound. read that far. Oh, my God. You have super seeing uh, pieces of glass in front of your face, okay? You're supposed to be like Cyclops over there. No, it's supp- th- these are supposed to make sure that I see less shitty, not... More okay, yeah, not even shittier. Uh, coming up next, we have Daniel Bryan. He comes down to the ring. Uh, first off, I want to say I know I haven't given this award out in a long time. Fan of the night who had the sign as Daniel Bryan was well, going before that. No, before he even noticed that sign, he looks around. Daniel, Daniel Bryan's music. No, this plays. is as he comes. This is as he's coming. No, no, down no. But ring. then, like before he even sees the sign, he looks around and he sees these presents around the oh, stage. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then he just looks around and he just shakes his head, and I'm like. Man, what character work from this man? Uh, that's Everybody, a- like, full sale, like, the Performance Center needs to, like, bring up episodes of this, like, bring up footage of this very episode and just, like, this, 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 you guys, this. Uh, then he's walking down to the ring. There's a fan that has the uh, a sign that says, uh, yes, I wasted paper to make this sign. And he gives him and the dead eye. he stops and looks right at him. I was surprised he didn't grab the sign from him. I was kind of hoping. He wants to waste it even more by, like, tearing it apart? Uh, like, no, that's come true. on. That's true. Well, he could have taken it and then, like, grabbed a compost bin and put it in there. And, <laughs> just saying. Uh, he comes it's down. It's recyclable. He could just, like, it's not going to be that way. That's true. That's true. He's saying he killed the yes movement. Brian then went on to say uh, that uh, he's all about creation. Or uh, was it creation, he said? Yeah, he said, like, he destroyed. Okay, so he, he, uh, he killed the yes movement. He destroyed the house that AJ Styles built. But he's not about destroying. He's about creation. Uh, creating a brand new world here on SmackDown Live. Mm-hmm. Um, he then apparently then points out uh, Fresno, California as being one of the most polluted cities, the most polluted city in California. Did we? Did you look that up? Is that actually true? I did look it up. It's not true. Uh, they are the fourth uh, most polluted city in California. Who's number one? Uh, Los Angeles. Oh, that's not surprising. Yeah, exactly. San Francisco wasn't even on it. Yeah, well, you know, you know, San Francisco. <laughs> Until we had that, you know, that one blast fire, then we just like shot above like everybody in the world. Yeah, I know that was unfortunate. Um, but they Fresno cheered this like, yeah, yeah, that we're was number weird. one. They were, we're, like, we're number one. I think people were actually chanting, "We're number one." <laughs> like this is, we said this earlier in the show. It's like this isn't something to be proud of, Fresno. Uh, I th- mean, at least they're number one at something. Uh, Daniel Bryan then went on to say but they're not even number one at being number one they're number four he says self-education is the only kind of education that there really is is a quote from Isaac Asimov 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 the writer of books such as the person the person who we just found out who this person was today at least I know I did yeah and then like uh, David Otunga showing off his Harvard Law chops his Harvard educated mind him just immediately just citing Isaac Asimov as a purveyor of uh, like very nuclear much pro nuclear energy, yeah. and like that, and that makes Daniel Bryan even more hypocritical. I thought like that's a really good line from David Otunga. Uh, good uh, job. Goodbye, Byron. He's back. Otunga time, baby. I thought I thought David Otunga like was actually pretty good he on the show. Yeah, he wasn't bad. He's less of a geek, yeah, than Byron Saxon. But I I feel like the dynamic between of Byron Saxon and Tom felt. I don't know. Yeah, no, I feel it. Um, so we're going to have a match now. Daniel Bryan and Andrade Cianomas versus uh, the new member to the SmackDown Live roster, Mustafa Ali and AJ Styles. Fresh faces. Fresh faces. Well, this is it's fresh, Ali. Dude, no. This combination tag team match, like, I I nutted, man. I edged, man. Like, Ali. Like, just see that splash screen. Like, ooh, this is a main event right here. Ali man. comes out to the ring, and uh, Otunga is very, um, he's very confident in Ali because 
Ali trained in Chicago with Doug. Who? Doug. Okay. No, I don't know if that's that. I pro- it's, pro- it's probably not that, Doug. Uh, but it, it, Otanga says something like, he, says, he trains with my good buddy, Doug. And Corey Graves goes on and he's like, oh, great. He trained with Doug. It was pretty funny. Um, Ali and AJ um, are in tights that kind of, their tights remind me of G.I. Joe action figures from the mid-90s. Who? Ali, um, Mustafa Ali and AJ Styles. Because uh, they both had, like, Ali had the doesn't orange. Doesn't Mustafa Ali's tights remind you of another certain design, Corey? Of uh, of a certain wrestling podcast designed by one like... Juan Ortiz? Oh, us. That City Wrestling Radio logo. It had the gray, it had the black, and it had the orange. So we need to make him more tight, but then slap the logo on it. And I am telling you, Corey, we need to get our lawyers on the line. Um, well, I don't want to sue Mustafa Ali. No. Because he is a great man. Unless we're suing him for an interview. He's just a reluctant interview. What do you guys want? If you don't, if you can't, if you don't interview us, you'll hear us from our lawyers because of those tights, and he just doesn't wear them anymore. Uh, Andrade and AJ start off the match. Massive drop kick to Andrade, uh, swinging arm breaker to Andrade by uh, Mustafa Ali. Ali and eight, like oh, well, never mind. I already said that. Uh, Sienna and Brian uh, try to isolate Ali, but he starts to fight back. Ali then goes for a suicide dive, but Sienna and Zelina tell him to tranquilo. Uh, drop kick to Sienna. Almost tired of that spot, to be honest. I hate it. I've hated it for the longest time. Um, especially because Selena Vega is just she's very random and like she's it's very tacked on. Yeah, yeah, I know. And not and I, I'm a fan of Selena Vega. I'm just not a fan of this particular spot. Yeah, it's very babyface. It is. And, and like, what are you trying to con- like? Okay, it's, it, yeah, it's cool, but then I'm not suppo- I'm not supposed to like you, and so it's giving me mixed signals on what you really are trying to accomplish as a heel. Especially since everybody just drop kicks him out of it now. It's not like they can't touch him, you know. Before people would be like, "Whoa, what? What's that?" It's a cool spot. It's just very uh, out of place. Yeah. yeah. Um, we have a modified surfboard to a dragon sleeper to Mustafa Ali. The end it's of the called match. The Romero special. The Romero headlock. The whole thing, all that, because it was like a series. He of did moves. a Romero. He did a Romero stretch, and then he a Rocky Romero. No, Oscar Romero. Oh, I the, thought it was the, the priest who was assassinated in El Salvador. <sighs> Have you ever seen that movie? No. Starring Raul Julia? No. It's very depressing. Oh, well, I don't. I won't watch it tonight. <laughs> I don't want to be depressed. <laughs> okay. The end of the match had uh, Mustafa Ali set up for the 054 splash. Then Cien, uh, Cien almost gets up to try to take him down. Um, okay, go ahead. AJ Styles then takes out Cien almost with a phenomenal forearm. 054 splash Daniel Bryan. 054 splash where... With some stank on it. With, very, with the stinkiest of stank on that thing where... Mustafa Ali's knees almost straight up land on Brian's throat and jaw. He actually uh, leans in and whispers something to Brian. I am so sorry. Is that and what? And Brian says it's okay. And so as soon as he pins him one, two, three for the win, there's this sudden moment where like Mustafa Ali is just looking at Brian, and he was just like freaking dumbfounded for what he did. And uh, yeah. Mustafa Ali and AJ Styles end the show standing tall. Mustafa Ali's going to get pushed to monstrous heights, I believe. You know, it's... Especially with this match coming up. I really got to look at this at a day-to-day base. I really... I'm trying not to get too excited about it because, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, Mustafa Ali pinning the WWE champion. And I have no doubt in my mind that Daniel Bryan suggested this himself. Like, yeah, have Ali pin me. Let's make a, let's make a guy out of this. And I think it's a very important... 
it's very important to note that Mustafa they made Mustafa Ali pin Brian because they could have easily taken the easy way out and have Andrade Cien Almas take the pin. Like very oh, much, yeah, absolutely very much so. easy. Yeah, yeah. That would very much be the safe decision. But then they went. They wanted to do something interesting. They wanted to get you know the message out there that Mustafa Ali is the guy coming out of this. And like, gotta hand it to him. A guy from a guy like him, like being in two hundred five live, where it's just literal career purgatory of what that's what Dave Meltzer would say. Mm-hmm. And I just think he Mustafa Ali is an incredibly talented, likable dude that the crowd could easily get behind and I think can, like, bring meaningful representation. Especially of, since he was a cop. Yeah, no, and I think he can bring meaningful representation of, like, Pakistani talent of WWE roster. And I know he tries to downplay that, but I do think, like, that certain level of representation matters so much. Like, WWE always tries to, like, champion, like, being such a progressive company. But then having, like, pushing somebody like Mustafa Ali... Mm-hmm. Um, and I know he like he always tries to downplay it. Like he doesn't really talk about it that much. But I still think it is very important to really just hone that in. And I think if they can do it right, they got something with this. But uh, I. But then you know him being an incredibly likable person, I can definitely see him being you know has easily sought him as this underdog who just underdelivers every time. Always a bridesmaid, never the bride, and then just turn heel like three weeks later. <laughs> I can de- no. dude like Corey. Like, I don't think so. I don't think look, so. like we. Can, I'm trying to again. I'm trying to contain my excitement of the prospect of him, of them giving Mustafa Ali something very meaningful because yeah. there is precedent. Yeah, look yeah, at yeah. Sami Zayn. This is a fresh look at Johnny new, Gargano. This is a fresh new. Well, Johnny Gargano is still at NXT. He hasn't even been brought up to the main roster yet. Yeah. So you can't. Compare. So it makes you so like it really just makes you wonder what they'll actually treat him on the main roster if he's getting this treatment on the NXT roster. But that's another. That's another podcast. Wait, what? How is Johnny Gargano getting treated badly on the on the? I I'm not a fan of his of the direction he is taking right now. Nah, there's just their their stores. And that's story that's line. that's another show. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. Uh, but it's cr- SmackDown. SmackDown, good that show. Was SmackDown, and I thought it was it ended like it was it was kind of so so. But then I think the main event really kind of just carried. Like as, of all the positive things to say about it, I think like ninety percent goes towards the main event. Yeah. I thought, you know, it wasn't, you know, a blow away matchup. And I did think Mustafa Ali, like, he did kind of flub a certain flub certain spots. Like, he almost lost his footing in that one Hurricane Rana from the yeah. steps. Yeah. And I think that's just nerves getting to him because this is a major spot for him. It's probably the biggest spot of his career. Excuse me. Of his He's career. catapulted into this uh, spot, you know? Yeah. Um, and then we made that 054 splash, almost landing on uh, Daniel Bryan. killing Daniel Bryan. Almost killing Daniel Bryan. Some might say he, uh, he went hard. Uh,. I'm going to go hard. Yeah, yeah. Come on, there John. You, go. you, there you go. don't have to do that, Corey. Uh, the well, audience, ma- the listeners know that I that I refer to his theme song. You don't need to sing it. You don't need you to. Know, I'm, I'm sure there's somebody out there saying. Subtle as a sledgehammer. Hey, thank you, Corey. I really did appreciate that. Okay. Well, uh, coming up next, though, we do have, uh, we do want to wish a couple, uh, before we get into spoilers for next week. Okay. Um, just one birthday shout out this week. Uh, there's only one birthday today, um, out of today and tomorrow, and it's it's pretty legendary. Former WWE announcer, turning 76 years old, born in 1942, Mean Gene Okerlund. Happy uh, birthday, Mean Gene. Yeah, I'll make sure to call his hotline to tell him a happy birthday. Call call the hotline. Tell me more. Okay, now, so like I said before, since there was no there's no show next week for us besides the City Wrestling Radio Awards, the CWREs. Hosted by yours truly, you and Jose Osegueda. Um, there's going to be no uh, Raw review or smacking next week. So, like, if you want to hear what's going to happen next oh, week no. on Raw, 
check out our raw review for this week. We went through spoilers for next week, um, and we're about to go through spoilers for next week for SmackDown Live. We'll SmackDown Live with an asterisk next to it. Right? Yeah, you think they'll just remove that? <laughs> like when they're sort of like SmackDown. Well, welcome to SmackDown. Oh, wait, no, it's say, it's telling the viewer that it's that's the that's the date. Whatever, who cares? Yeah. Uh, the first segment of the night is Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson and the New Day defeating Sanity and the SmackDown Tag Team Champions in, in the bar in an eight-man tag match. Usos on commentary. Um, the New Day had a Christmas costume with white beards and Santa Claus hats. Gallows and Anderson got the pin for their team. Um, after that, we have Art Truth and Carmella coming out dressed like Mr. and Mrs. Santa Claus. Uh, dance break for Christmas. Uh, but they are cut off by Daniel Bryan. He comes out and says that he's going to win... The, uh, Dashing any concerns of him being injured from that 054 spot, by the way. Really? Because he's just, he, it's not a match. PW Insider reports that Brian was okay. Okay. Um, Truth said he's going to, since he's won the mixed match challenge, he's number 30 in the Rumble. He's going to win. He's going to take out Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 35 to be the next WWE champion. Um, like I said, eventually they have a dance break. That could be an actual good match, though. Um, you know, it's... It's just an R. I would watch an R. Truth Daniel Bryan match. In fact, that should be. Oh a yeah, that should match. be next week or the week after we come back. Uh, Bryan then takes out R. Truth um, and applies the label lock uh, to Truth as Carmelo looks on. He breaks the hold, stomps on Truth, and uh, how far along? How far along to the show do you think this was? Because they're doing this immediately after. You think Bryan just like hopped in a shower and then? Probably. Oh, I got to. It seems like it. Yeah, it seems like it. Uh, next up, we have Mustafa Ali in a match against Andrade Cien Almas. Mustafa Ali defeating Andrade Cien Almas with an 054 splash. Man. So, like I said, he's on Man. that rocket to the moon. These, these guys are working overtime. Uh, the Miz comes out for a Christmas themed edition of Miz TV. Um, he, the Miz, uh, outs, uh, puts out the 2018 SmackDown. Um, kind of gives out awards. Uh, calls out Shane McMahon. Um, says he's his bestie. Um, SmackDown has four members of the Raw, the McMahon fan. Oh, God. Uh, just to rewind a bit, like, do you think they got a lot of time, Almas and? Uh, uh, they said it was a good match. That's all. I, that's all I see. It says good okay. match. Ali won with the 054 splash. Okay. Um, let's see, Miz uh, asked why he can't and him and Shane can't be tag partners now um, because of the four members of the family running the show. Miz also puts himself over. He ran down the week in comments. Yeah, they have a Miz TV segment. I'm not going to go through that. Um, then eventually Jeff Hardy does defeat Samoa Joe via countout. After that, we have the main event for the night. Rusev defeating Shinsuke Nakamura to become your new United States champion. So this, this was the main event. Wow. Yeah, main event. Um, like I said, WWE did put on their website, you know, caution, spoilers for next week. Ooh. Again, undercutting the dirt sheets. Always, by any which way, Corey. Like, by we just, any which way. We're just cutting out the last five minutes of your show. Yeah. You know what trips me out though is that there's actual people doing full reviews on these that weren't <laughs> even there. They're like, "Well, I, you know, well, maybe if the okay, yeah, they're not even there. Yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. I mean, they'll, I mean, they'll read the results and then they'll just, you know, try to figure out the implications from those results. Yeah, yeah. But that stuff that's, happens. That's something worth talking about, like Shinsuke Nakamura dropping the U.S. title belt in time of his contract, like in time of them resigning his contract. Like, I don't think he's gonna leave. Oh, I, didn't I, think I don't about think that. He, I don't think he's going to. New Japan anytime soon. I think he's staying. But. Impact Wrestling. Uh, AEW. 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 What a horrible. What a horrible initials for a wrestling company. I... Yeah, that's 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 what that's what you say when you try to say it phonetically. I... 
At least it's not it's freaking home improvement. It's not- Tim Allen going. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wrestling. <laughs> All right, Michael. Tim on- Allen's your special guest host of AEW. On that note, I think we should get out of here. Uh, yeah. And on a high note. Okay, guys. For fresh si- faces. Fresh start. For fresh- City Wrestling Radio, for KCSF, for me, Corey Smith. I'm Corey Smith. Uh-huh. I'm Michael Vergar. And we will see you later this week with The B Show, where we talk about everything NXT, NXT UK, 205 Live. In and a cage match! And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, a little bit of death match, a little king of the death match from 1995. I, I put the link on the last show. I love the show. I know I don't freaking read it. You know I don't listen to the shows, Maury. All right, I know you do. All right, see you guys later. Have a have a great uh, Wednesday. Happy holidays, everybody. Yeah, happy holidays. If we'll you're say on. that every every chance we get. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Sure, Stevie Wonder's like recording that version of the song. All right, see you later. Bye.